welcome to Ask a Pastor, the podcast where you can ask the pastor, well, anything. In this episode, Pastor Chip Stevens is joined by one of the ministry team at First Baptist Jackson to answer your questions. Now, let's join Chip and his guests in the studio. Welcome to this episode of Ask a Pastor Podcast. Again, we are, have the opportunity to have Stephen Smith, who is the college pastor and young singles pastor here at First Baptist Church Jackson, as our guest. And today, Stephen, I, I kind of want to turn the tables and ask you the question. So I get to be the host and you have to answer. Sure, so sure. I, I like it when things are that way. I don't have to answer all the time. You might learn something. I might learn something, absolutely. <laughs> well, the question that we have today is one that's near and dear to my heart, but I know even more so it's near and dear to your heart, mm-hmm. and that is ministering to college students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we are blessed here at First Baptist Jackson to have several different colleges around us. Right. And the opportunity to invest in young men and young women who are at a stage in life where they're learning and they're interested in learning, they're asking questions. Right. Um, but college students are, are different than youth mm-hmm. and they're different than married couples or older adults. And so... Right. Talk to us a little bit, first of all, about your philosophy of college ministry. I mean, I know you've mm-hmm. been doing it 25 years here at First Baptist Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, so talk to us about your approach to college ministry. Sure. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. You know, Chip, the, the reason I, I think that uh, this church, more than any church I've ever heard of or, or been connected to, uh, is in one of the most unique positions of any church I've, I've ever yeah. seen. Um, and the fact that we are centrally located and within a 25-mile radius of us are over 30,000 college students. And, wow. and so when you think about the opportunity for us as a church, but, but also just college ministry period, I mean, we uh, have access to what I think is one of the most significant mission fields that any church could ever have in its own backyard. Yeah. Um, because not only do we have thousands and thousands of students who don't know Jesus, but we have students who are from other countries as well, you know, right. who it's, it's like the world coming to us. Mm. Um, and so we as a church do have a unique opportunity. But the tough thing is we're dealing with a group of people that are incredibly difficult to reach. And and it's not just as simple as, as throwing a flyer in somebody's face and saying, hey, come visit me here. Come eat pizza. Yeah, or, or come. <laughs> right. You know, that works on, a, on, on certain levels. Yeah. But when you think about the, the, the magnitude of what we face, um, it's, it's really difficult. But the, the thing that I've been so blessed by in all of the years here is the commitment of this church family to to be about the mission to college students and young adults and and yeah we're in a place that that is very difficult when you think about being downtown just in trying to reach period but also just the the philosophy and the heart for mission among our people has been something that has been so encouraging through the years to see that people wherever they go whatever they do they still have this mindset of, you know, here's a group of people that we can reach, and they're, they're committed to do that. And so, you know, as we think about ministry to college students, there's so many things that, that go into that, but it also really comes down to our commitment to disciple and to evangelize as best we can, you know. And, 
And, you know, so often you have college students that visit your church who most of them already know the Lord. I mean, there, there are a few that don't, but the ones who come in the door, our task is to make disciple makers out of them right. and to use the resources that we have here in our church of the, the adults that mentor and have walked um, lives of faith for years that can invest in these students and these young adults that come in to help them see the need to go and make disciples on their campuses. Yeah. And, and that's where really the evangelism takes place. Mm -hmm. And so our commitment for all these years has been, yeah, we, we want to do what we can to reach and even attract students to come here, but we want them to come here with a purpose in mind, a greater vision in mind, and that is mm -hmm. to disciple them to the point that they can be the evangelists on their campus to reach their peers. And so that's kind of our base philosophy. Yeah. Very simply. I mean, there's right. a lot of different ways to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then COVID has made it, you know, even oh, crazier. Wow. Uh, but but that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And uh and and yes, we're we're trying to go out and and to be the uh the missionaries on these campuses. Um, but the, the challenge is, is greater as, mm. as the years progress. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things people don't realize about college ministry is is yeah, we, we, we want these college students to be discipled so that they can be evangelists and they can be disciple makers on campus. But really the goal is even greater than that. You know, because at the end of the day, college ministry is an opportunity to impact the world. And really in some ways, college ministry is an opportunity to make every other church in Mississippi and around better. For because sure. Because the students who For come sure. here are going to graduate and they're going to move to different places and they're going to be Sunday school teachers. They're going to be deacons. They're going to be on uh, search committees or other right. committees for their churches. Right. And if they are able in the four to five or six years, however long it is that they're here, if they're able to see church done well, mm -hmm. then it's going to impact what they bring to the churches that, that God sends them to in the future. Exactly. And, and we've got to be okay with that. You yeah. know, the fact that so often when a church invests in something, you know, mm -hmm. when you put money in a budget towards something, you, you obviously naturally ask the question, well, what does this do for us? Yeah, and, the return and what, on investment. And, yeah. and there is a return in that Absolutely. we do see college students come here that end up staying in Jackson that become the future leaders of our church. We yep. have students that grow up in First Jackson that go away to college who may come back and be strategic leaders in this church. But yet, we still have to be okay with the fact that the majority of students that come through these doors, once they graduate from college, we may never see again. But yet, if they are people who are leading those churches, yeah. if we send them out and they move anywhere on the planet and are making a difference for Christ, yeah. then we have done our duty as a church. Yeah, we, no we have been about yeah. the real mission of God, and that is, yeah, to not you know, try to manage our own territory or build our own kingdom, yeah. but to be sending agents for the gospel. Absolutely. And and it's tough. I mean, because we yeah. invest in those. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, I, we give our lives, the leaders I've got in ministry. I mean, for four years, you invest and even beyond that. And it's just a constant turnover of seeing them yeah. come in, loving on them, but then seeing them go. And it's tough, but yet you kind of have to keep that eternal vision sure. through the process. Well, it is, from a church perspective, it is investment. And that's the way we should look at it. And, sure. and, and listen, I mean, anytime God places a church together, symbols of church together, a church has to look around and say, okay, what is God doing here? Mm -hmm. And the fact that God has positioned us here 
where we do have the opportunity to have a reach to 30,000 or more students, that's kind of a no-brainer, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that God has placed us here because he wants us to invest in college students. Right. I know uh, when I was pastor at First Baptist Startville, I used to tell folks all the time, you never know, right? I mean, you, you, you think about the college student who's sitting up in the balcony and his arms around his girlfriend. He looks like he's paying no attention whatsoever. Right. <laughs> God's plan for that guy may be for him to be a Supreme Court judge one day. Exactly. And it may be 30 years from now when he's sitting on the bench and he's dealing with an issue and all of a sudden he remembers something that was said in a sermon or a Sunday school class or whatever that changes the way he, he, he lives. And right. that's, like I say, thinking bigger. You have to think bigger, but it is investment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's and that's what has kept me going for 25 years. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's been days I'm like, maybe I want to be a manager at Starbucks and, <laughs> and be done with it. But yeah. but more than that, I mean, you really kind of get this picture of, of you see God at work all the yeah. time. And even with the students that come through that you look at, and hopefully it's an encouragement to parents as well, but just as you see these students and, and you look at them and you think, man, I don't know if they're going to make it, you know, like I, just, I don't know, you know, really what good can come from what you see. Yeah. But then years down the road, I mean, you see guys becoming spiritual leaders of their yeah. family and, and you see lives changed even after the fact. And that's mm -hmm. what's so amazing. I've seen more life change, you know, in people who have graduated and gone on. And, yeah. and you know, we find comfort and joy in the fact that, hey, even though we didn't think what we said mattered, and even though we didn't think our love mattered, and even though we didn't think that, you know, free pizza mattered, yeah. you look down the road and you see life change. And, and not that it's us that did it, and not not that it's just the seeds we planted, but yet you see that no matter what, mm. God is always at work, um, and He's moving, and yeah. He's changing lives. Yeah. And, uh, and we get to be a part of that, sometimes right here in mm -hmm. front of our face, but then the stories we hear on down the road. You know, case in point, COVID kind of gave me a chance to be able to get to know our mission partners around the world. Mm -hmm. And and I can't tell you uh, how many times I would Zoom call with a mission partner and they would say, well, you know, Stephen Smith really meant a lot to me. When I was in college ministry, Stephen Smith and that college ministry really, you know, ch helped change the trajectory of my life. And so we're able to see some of the fruit of that uh, even in the people that we partner with. I want to ask you this question. Um, you know, as a church who desires to invest in the lives of college students, mm -hmm. what is it that college students are looking for in a church? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, are, what, what is it that they, if they visit a church, what are they hoping to find? Yeah, well, and, and that's a great question. And we wrestle with that, you know, obviously as we try to be strategic and try to, you know, not become so consumer-driven that we feel mm -hmm. like we've got to give, give, give for them to come. Right. But yet there's that fine balance of, uh, you know, there are multitudes of churches in Jackson that are yeah. trying to reach college students mm -hmm. and and many who are doing a great job. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's great to see that heartbeat of local churches wanting to touch and connect on that, on that field. But, you know, for any church, you know, a college student ultimately is looking to find community people they can trust. And, and I think so many people are the, the philosophy that college students share is not much different than what the average church member is looking for when right. you really break it down and think about it. Everybody is looking to belong somewhere. Everybody yeah. wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be valued. And with students on a college campus, sometimes it takes a little longer to connect with them on that level. Mm -hmm. But yet if a church is committed 
to Christ-centered community. And yeah. and we're really committed to do life with people. And, and that's the thing that I, I don't think we can miss, that, yeah, college students want community. They want people to love them. Young adults want people to love them. But yet it's more than just saying, I love you, mm. and speaking to them on a Sunday morning when they come in the door, um, or even feeding them a meal from time to time. No, it's going to take people who are willing to walk through life with them. Yeah. Whether you're a Sunday school leader, whether you're just wanting to be a mentor with someone younger, um, it takes commitment. And, and that commitment is not always easy. Mm-hmm. That commitment is not uh, always clean, but, but it, it's, it's what it takes to yeah. really show them that you care about them and love them yeah. unconditionally. And you know, for us as a church, you know, and, and for me as, as a college pastor, uh, the temptation, I think, for any church is to have that mentality of y'all come and to produce an event and be concerned about numbers, and, and we all get caught up in that. And, and so much of my ministry just for years has been the attitude of measuring success by how many people you have. Yeah. Um, but COVID has so brought us all back, I think, to the roots of, of what church has to be. And yeah. you've talked about it and, and, and taught it and, and preached it. Uh, that, you know, yeah, it's important that we see fruit and it's important that we know that we're impacting people, but yet we can't be caught up in the bottom line of how many people attended. Mm. The measure has to be how many lives are being impacted, how many people are really growing in their walk with Christ. Are we really discipling people like we yeah. need to? And so COVID has given us the opportunity to kind of back up and and not do as many large group events that we've done in the past. We still offer something like mm-hmm. that, but yet... It's really brought us back to a foundation of saying, hey, maybe we used to have 150. Now we have 75. It, it doesn't matter. The measure has to be, where is life change occurring? Mm-hmm. Are we really walking through mm-hmm. a discipleship process with these students to be the catalyst to help them love Jesus more? Yeah. And that happens through more small groups, mm-hmm. and it happens through more small group community than we've ever seen. Um, and we've got to do that because yeah. we've got to connect on so many levels, though, to give them the opportunity they need to make those relationships happen. You know, Stephen, what you're what you're talking about is is something that we could we could talk about with every ministry, mm-hmm. whether it's music or missions or children or preschool or youth. What we have to figure out as a church is what's what's the end game, mm-hmm. right? And so, if the end game is patting ourselves on the back mm-hmm. that we have a great college ministry then it's, we'll get as many college students as we can and see how many numbers we can get in here and, and how great we can make it. But if our goal is to invest in students who are going to go all around the world and make a difference and to make every church in Mississippi and the surrounding regions better, then the measure and stick then is, as you said, how well are they being discipled? How much change are, are, are we able to see in the student? You know, as a pastor, you know, kind of my vision for a church and college ministry is, is, is again, the community aspect. Mm-hmm. If we have a college student who is at Millsaps and he's studying business, mm-hmm. I want him to be able to connect with a person in the church, a man in the church who is in business, Right. who is living his faith in the marketplace. Yep. 
And I want that student to be able to see this is what that looks like and this is a goal I'm shooting for. If we have a pre-med student at Mississippi College, Mm -hmm. then I want that pre-med student, I want her to be able to to be able to see a person who's in the medical profession, who's a member of First Jackson, who's living it every single day so that she knows what it looks like. That's what she needs to be aiming for and to become. Right. That's that's what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about that as a church, we have to see this is a this is a church investment. And church investment doesn't just mean a financial investment. Right. Doesn't just mean right. writing checks so that you can go on trips and you can order lots of pizza. Right. But it's seeing, listen, the ultimate goal here is not to have a whole bunch of kids who show up on a Wednesday night. The ultimate goal is changing the world right. through the college students that God brings our way and gives us the incredible opportunity to invest God's Word into them for the next four or five years yes. before He sends them all over. It's kind of like, when you think about it, it it's God's kind of given us the ability to be like the Jerusalem church. Yeah. Right? Everybody comes yeah. to Jerusalem, and then they go, they're sent out all over the place. Yes, yeah. yes. And our whole church has to be ready and more than anything, just kind of realign our vision now that COVID is kind of transitioning, hopefully, to, yeah. to an end. But just my challenge to our people and my encouragement would be, you've done a great job. You, they've mm. partnered with me and our ministry team for years. But I'm just saying, okay, we, we've got to get our eye back on the ball. I mean, yeah. they are here. And you look yeah. around our church on Sundays. Oh, man. Young adults are oh, here. Oh, and they're man. coming in. Yeah. But yet we've still got to kind of just reposition ourselves. And there's got to be, I think, this just fresh awareness to say, all right, you know, we can't lag in mm. what God has called us to do. Yeah. Um, we as adults have to decide, Lord, what have you called us to as disciple makers? Who do we need to invest in? Mm. Well, we've got plenty Mm -hmm. for you to invest in. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll we'll point them your direction, but we just got to know the folks who are willing to do that. And the other unique thing about us is we have a law school down the street. We have a medical school down the street. I mean, it's it's even extension to college. Yeah, it's endless. It's endless. I I just want to ask you one final question, just a curiosity standpoint. You've been here 25 years doing college ministry. Mm Mm-hmm. How has college ministry changed in that 25 years? Well, I think you come back to the the whole issue you see just of younger generations that are coming along where the difficulty in reaching them um, is due to, to a lot of things. I mean, technology, you know, and all these things that we see affecting just the younger generations mm-hmm. that make it difficult to connect with them on any level is something we as a church face. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there and now with, with COVID, there's a lot more isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot more lack of connection. And yeah, even though they yearn for it now over the past year, we've seen that they've been unable to. And so, yeah. It, it really, the change we has, have seen over the past years, and especially radical change over the past two or three years, has just been a continued disconnect um, from, from community. They think they're connected to people because they're connected online mm-hmm. or through technology, but yet there's the relational part of connection that is just not happening yeah. at all. Yeah. And so we, we've got to take up that challenge as a church, but as the people of God to realize, yeah, that students these days are learning and growing and transitioning in ways that, that are really hard for any of us to comprehend in the way they process and how they gather information and what makes them feel fulfilled. And what is making them feel fulfilled has nothing to do with Jesus or Christ-centered community. It's just worldly stuff that is becoming their barometer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a worldly focus that is becoming their barometer more than anything Mm -hmm. 
um, ever has. So we've got to, to be willing to embrace those changes and, uh, and be strategic in how we reach through that. You know, COVID, um, as much as we can complain about it, and well, I can complain about it a lot. Sure. But COVID has left a void, a connection relationship void. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe not so much that COVID has left it, but COVID has made us realize that void yeah. greater than ever before. And God has equipped the church to meet that. Yep. So coming out of COVID, and certainly we pray that we are coming out, what an incredible opportunity for us as church to kind of step in the gap and meet that void and and help those students who are longing for relationships and longing for Christian models of of life. Yes. I mean, what a great opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Mm. we got to do it. Thank you so much. I appreciate all that you do. And thank you again for joining us for Ask a Pastor podcast. Again, continue to submit your questions to us. We love the opportunity to answer these and and to just kind of talk about ministry and talk about the Bible and talk about life. So again, thank you so much. And I hope that you have a wonderful week this week. Do you have a question to ask a pastor? You can send it to us by visiting firstbaptistjackson.org slash app or message us on social media. You can find us at FBJacksonMS on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it. Thanks again for joining us for Ask a Pastor.